0: Hey guys, this is Chelsea Eithoven, and you're listening to Vibrancy Radio. I spent the better part of two decades in pursuit of shrinking my body, but diet after diet, I still never felt enough. And I don't know about you, but the last word I would use to describe myself while on a diet is vibrant. After becoming a certified health and nutrition coach, I finally dropped the diets, learned to trust my body again, and rediscovered the vibrancy that was within me all along. And now I help women like you do the same. Vibrancy Radio is your new go-to resource for science-backed nutritional knowledge, major mindset shifts, and body image breakthroughs. So if you're ready to stop feeling so dang stressed about food all the time and start focusing on all the things that make you unique and vibrant, then welcome to the show. Hey, hey, welcome back to Vibrancy Radio. So happy to have you here as always. Today's topic is big in the best kind of way. In fact, I think this may be the most important concept to ever understand when it comes to health, wellness, and having a positive body image. But unfortunately, it's also one of the most overlooked. So let's skip over all the nonsense and dive right into our big topic, okay? You ready? Today, we're going to be talking about how health and spirituality are inextricably connected and how by ignoring this, we're actually doing ourselves a huge disservice and making it so much harder to reach our goals. Now, I have a couple questions for you, and this is kind of leading us into this topic, and I want you to think about this. If you've ever had struggles with food or body image or both, what things have you tried in an attempt to solve those problems? Take a minute and think about them. Maybe in your mind, you're mentally listing all the diets that you've tried, the exercise routines you've implemented, the gyms you've joined, the supplements you've taken, the color-coded Tupperwares that you've used for portion control, whatever. I know that I'm mentally tallying a list of diets as long as my arm. If it is out there and it promises weight loss and more confidence, I have tried it. Be sure of that. (laughs) Now, my second question to you, is, do you feel that any of these have completely solved your problem? Do you feel that one of the diets that you've tried or the exercise programs, that has been the catalyst of you healing your relationship to your food, to food and your body? Do you feel like that you're at the weight that you want to be at and that you're insanely confident in your own skin? If not, and you feel like even though you've done all the diets and you've tried all the exercise and you've done all the things, you still don't feel satisfied with your body, you are not alone. Be sure of that. In fact, according to a recent study, 91% of women feel unhappy in their bodies. 91%! There's only 9% of people that feel happy in their bodies. So even though we're doing more diets than ever, there's more options than ever of like what kind of diet we want to choose, what kind of eating style, and we have more access to healthy food than ever and more options for exercise than we've ever had in our history, we still are displeased with our bodies, 91% of us. I want you to think about that for a second. Within that percentage is most definitely people who have done diets and lost weight, right? Right. I'm sure. So why don't they feel happy with their bodies? Why don't we feel happy with our bodies? And why haven't we ever been able to achieve the goals that we want to achieve for some of us? We're going to explore this a little bit deeper today. Now, I think the reason that we haven't figured this out quite yet as a society is because although we're addressing a piece of the puzzle, we're only doing just that. We're addressing one piece. It's incomplete. It's incomplete we're fixing the problem on a physical level, but we're not addressing the mental and spiritual components that also need to be addressed. Let's compare this to baking a cake. You can't make a cake with just eggs or just flour or just sugar, right? You need all three and you also need some other ingredients. When we try to solve our issues with food and body by just addressing the physical aspect, by changing what we eat and we how we exercise, which is the physical aspect, what we're doing is we are trying to essentially throw a bowl of flour in the oven and expect it to come out as a cake without the eggs, without the sugar, without all the other stuff, just the flour and expecting it to come out a cake. That's craziness, right? We're missing some crucial ingredients and we'll never get the results that we want if we don't have all the ingredients. And I feel like I'm seeing this over and over and over again. As of right now, when we have struggles with food or body image, our automatic reaction is to look for a solution on a physical level. And it's logical, honestly. We figure, well, the problem is that I'm not eating the right things. I'm not exercising enough, right? They say calorie, calories in, calories out. That's all that matters. So we decide which diet looks right for us. We choose one. Maybe it's keto because our friend Jessica lost 30 pounds on keto and she's posting all these pictures on Instagram and she looks so good. And Jessica is also doing CrossFit now. So you're going to start keto and you're also going to start CrossFit at the same time. You're going to sign up for the gym. You're going to buy all your new groceries. You're going to throw out all your old groceries and you are on the road to success. You're going to be like, yes. Once I reach my, reach my goal weight, it's over for all you bitches, right? <laughs> I've been hearing this phrase and I think it is so freaking funny. <laughs> but anyways, okay. So you're on keto, you're doing CrossFit, you're doing the dang thing, right? But I think we all know the story doesn't end there. Right? If you've ever done a diet and you've started a diet, we start out really strong and we're super excited about it and we have all this willpower and we're doing amazing, but there's always a but, we get to a certain point in our journey and things get hard. We we don't want to stick to the plan. We feel resistance or we feel that we physically can't stick to the plan because we don't have the willpower. By the way, more on willpower. If you go to my last episode right before this, we talk about willpower and we kind of debunk some myths about willpower. So if you're interested in that, then definitely give that episode a listen. But we feel like we can't do it because we don't have the willpower, right? And... we're restricting all the things that we love. We're doing keto and we love ice cream and bread and all those things, but we can't have it because we're not, we're on keto. And we have to say no to drinks with our friends and like, and fun activities with our friends because we don't trust ourselves to not overindulge on the alcohol. And once we have the alcohol, we end up eating all the bar food and the nachos and all that good stuff. So we start you know, isolating ourselves and not hanging out with our friends because that's much easier. And we start despising going to the gym because even though everybody says CrossFit is the best way to lose fat, you really freaking hate CrossFit and you find it so boring or it's just not your jam. Like you're more of a dancer and you like to move your body in creative ways and it's just not your thing. But everybody says it's the quickest and best way to get in shape. So that's what you tried, right? And we feel exhausted by the constant calorie counting, the net carb tallying, the meal prepping, eating the same boring foods over and over and over again. And we start to freak out if we can't calculate the carbs in something. And we're just, we're white knuckling our way through life. And in general, we're just feeling miserable and we've given up everything that we like, and we've stopped doing the things that make us fun and enjoyable and vibrant. And we've done all this in the pursuit of shrinking our body. Because we think that once we shrink our body and we're smaller, then we will have something. And that thing is happiness. The interesting thing is to me too, is that we are applauded for all this we're applauded for being absolutely miserable. It's like, good job, you. You can you can resist all of the things that you actually enjoy in life. You can be miserable. That's excellent. You're better than this person over here that can't, you know, deny themselves enough to be miserable. Now, don't get me wrong here. I think cultivating a healthy level of self-discipline is one of the best things that you can ever do for yourself. And in fact, That's a really big part of my health coaching program, The Vibrancy Guide, which is a a 13-week health coaching program for women. But yes, we cultivate self-discipline and we have a healthy amount of self-discipline. But when we have too much self-discipline, it reaches a point where it's either unsustainable or where it actually becomes self-sabotaging, when we have too much discipline and we cut everything out of our life that we enjoy, we enj- we don't enjoy the process at all. And if you don't feel good in the process, trust me when I say you won't feel good once you get to the end result. And I think a lot of us know this deep down. And if we think back on our experiences where we've lost weight and maybe not been happy with our body, even then, even though we're at the weight that we wanted to be, or right now we think that our body looked so good back then, we weren't happy back then. So we know that there's something wrong with this process and rather there's something missing. If this whole changing your body thing is coming from a place of hate, then the hate will still be there at the finish line. And we can recognize this in a few ways. And one is that example I just gave you. You might, have you ever had the experience where you look back at an old picture of yourself and you say, Oh my gosh, I thought I was so freaking fat back then. I hated my body. I was so self-conscious. And now I look at this picture and I think, what the heck was I thinking? I looked freaking amazing. In fact, I wish that my body looked like it did back then. I wish I looked like that now because I looked so good, but I didn't even know it, right? That right there tells you that the body that we're in doesn't dictate how we feel or our level of confidence. Another way that you can kind of recognize this is you might have a friend who, in your eyes, you think this person has an amazing body. You think they're so gorgeous and beautiful, but this person is so self-conscious and all they talk about is their love handles and their belly rolls and how their body isn't good enough. And they're just freaking so self-conscious. Do you know anybody like that? Honestly, I think this used to be me. (laughs) You can be living in a supermodel body and still be self-conscious as hell. (laughs) And in fact, sadly enough, like we said, that describes so many women today. Remember that 91% of women that are unhappy in their bodies? Those are people with bodies of all shapes and sizes. So while, yes, nutrition and changing your physical habits is a part of the process, it shouldn't be the Only part of the process. You're trying to bake a cake with just flour. And if it is the only piece that you're concentrating on, you won't actually end up getting what you want, right? And this doesn't mean that you have to give up the physical piece. This doesn't mean that we stop improving our body and we just accept where we are right now and say, this is the end. This is the body that I have. I better be happy with it. You can both be working on your body and improving it and also learn how to cultivate love and appreciation and gratitude for the body that you're living in right now, this very second. Those two things can coexist. I don't care what anybody says. You can do both. You can do whatever the hell you want. This is your life, right? And I kind of want to go back to thinking about what it is that you really want. Because like I said, if you're only concentrating on the physical piece, you won't end up getting what you really want. Now, what do I mean by that? Have you ever actually thought about what it is you really want in terms of weight loss and improving your health? So you say that you want weight loss, that you want a more toned body, you want to fit into size two jeans, whatever it is that your physical goal is. That is the first layer. But I want you to think about what's underneath that. What is beneath that? If you're truly honest with yourself, you'll realize that the weight loss is not even what you want. The weight loss is what you think you need to get what you want. What do I mean by that? What you really want is a number of things, could be a number of things, but it's usually an emotion or a feeling. Maybe it's feeling more confident. You want to feel more confident. Maybe you want to feel sexy. Maybe you want to walk into a room and get attention and be noticed. Maybe you want to find love. Maybe you want to feel energized. Maybe you want to reintroduce the spark back into your relationship with your husband that you feel like you haven't had in a long time. Whatever it is that you want, it isn't the actual weight loss. It's something deeper. As humans, we're driven by emotion. You think the weight loss is going to give you a certain feeling and be honest with yourself right now and figure out what that feeling is. What's the desire that's underneath the weight loss? If you're not even sure at all and have no idea and you're like, no, I really just want that body. (laughs) I just want to have my body look like that. Then I want you to do a little practice. I want you to do a little, use. stretch your imagination, be a kid for a minute and use your imagination. Close your eyes and imagine yourself in that body. You have what you think is a perfect body. What do you imagine will happen when you have that body? How will you act different? How will you feel different? How will you show up in your life differently? Would you maybe try something that you haven't tried yet, Would you maybe wear something that you don't normally wear? Would you maybe switch careers because you would finally feel brave enough and feel like you would be more respected in this different body? Would you feel, how would you feel? Would you feel confident just like you could take over the world and that would change a lot of the way you show up in the world? Those are the things and the feelings that you want don't lose sight of that because if you do lose sight of that, you may end up feeling stuck on the merry-go-round of only paying attention to, to the physical components of health, running in circles around yourself, and pretty much ending up back where you started. We don't want that. And I think a lot of us do have that experience. Do you? Do you have that experience of doing a diet, maybe seeing some short-term success and then ending up back where you started or maybe even worse off than you started, both physically and mentally, emotionally, all of the things. You just, you don't, you didn't get what you wanted because you fell back into your old habits. The first step is, is understanding that what we've been taught about health and wellness is quite simply incomplete information. It's not necessarily a blatant lie, but it's more so a lie of omission, right? It's like if you were to tell your boyfriend that you were somewhere and you cheated on him and you tell him you went to that place, but you didn't tell him about the cheating on him part, you're not really lying, right? You're just not telling the whole truth. Kinda like that. We just don't have the whole picture. I don't know if that's a very good analogy, but whatever, we're gonna go with it. So we've left out some really massive pieces of the picture when it comes to improving health, improving wellness, improving body image, and really healing our relationship with food and our body. So we can now see that the issue isn't purely physical. It needs to be addressed on some other levels as well. And I believe that if you have struggles with food and body image, The three levels that this needs to be addressed on are the physical, so your body, the mental, which is your mind, and the spiritual, which is your soul. So body, mind, and soul, all three of those things need to be nourished in order to have a complete experience and to make real, deep, lasting change. Now, we are really good at the physical, right? There's so many diets out there that address the physical and tell you what to do, but we're not so good at tying in the mental and the spiritual aspects. And I think part of the reason is we just don't really understand how to, right? Now, my health coaching program that I talked about earlier, the vibrancy guide addresses all three of these components. And I really want to make sure that this podcast is well-rounded and addresses all three of these components as well. So for the episodes that are already out and going forward, everything will kind of be a mixture of these three. So there will be some things that focus purely on the physical and kind of tell you what to eat, uh, how to eat, when to eat, those kinds of things and like give you some answers to those questions. But we're also going to dive a little bit deeper and get into the mental and the spiritual side too, which you may find to be a little uncomfortable and a little different and something that you haven't done before. Uh, But just having an open mind is the first step in the process. Just being open to exploring things that you've maybe never explored before. So we address the physical level, we dive deep into nutrition, all the stuff you're used to talking about when you're thinking about improving your, you know, improving your weight, getting to an ideal body weight, improving your body image. We talk about food, nutrition, alcohol, exercise, water, sleep, etc., etc., all those things. Then on a mental level, we dive into the psychology of eating, You start to understand the way your brain works and we almost in this podcast and in the Vibrancy Guide, you will almost get kind of like a neurology for dummies lesson (laughs) and start understanding the brain or at least the pieces that are important for you to understand so that you can finally learn to work with your brain instead of against it when it comes to improving your health habits. And finally, sorry, I'm like swallowing a lot and I'm actually recording this podcast for a second time because I kept hearing all my swallowing and didn't realize that the microphone just on my cell phone would pick that up. So if you hear it, sorry about that. Well, finally, moving on, (laughs) we're going to address the spiritual level and we're going to bring manifestation and spirituality into the picture. And by realizing that we're not alone in this journey, but rather we're supported by a higher power and it's okay to lean on this higher power and it's okay to trust that we're guided in this process and we can trust that guidance. We we don't have to white knuckle our way to a result. We can almost kind of be like a kid in a stroller and just succumb to where we're being guided and enjoy the ride and trust that the person pushing the stroller knows where we wanted to go because we're going to come up against roadblocks. We're going to have things that are difficult and we need to trust that those things are okay and they're not out to get us. We need to know that the universe is out, is here to help us and support us and we. it's okay to lean on that. And and trust that. This last piece of the puzzle, spirituality, is what we're gonna talk about today and what we're gonna kind of dive deeper. We're really actually just going to scratch the surface because spirituality and health are inextricably connected, meaning we cannot pull those two things apart. And this is a massive topic, but like I said, we're just going to scratch the surface. And today I wanna discuss vibrations and how they fit into the puzzle of reaching your health and wellness goals. Vibrations may feel like a really woo-woo concept for you, (laughs) but even if you're not spiritual or religious in any way, energetics is something that is very real and grounded in some very real science. And these concepts can work with people of mostly any faith. When I talk about, may, I might may use the word the universe or higher power. When I say that, and if that doesn't resonate with you, you can replace it with anything that does resonate with you. So maybe that's God or Jesus or whoever it is that you believe is in charge of this thing that we call life really doesn't matter who. The only requirement is that you have an open mind. And like I said, be willing to explore concepts that may be new or unusual to you and see how they feel to you. If it resonates and it feels good, then that's a good thing. And we're going to talk about why. To understand energetics and realizing that there's more to life than the eye can see, we need to understand vibrations. All things in the universe are in constant motion. They're vibrating. Even things that appear solid, like my desk that I'm sitting at right now and the computer that I'm looking at and the phone that I'm using, all of those things are vibrating, including me. People people are vibrating as well. These items are either vibrating very fast or very slow or somewhere in between. Now, I'm not gonna get into all the nitty gritty scientific detail of vibrations here, but if this is something that you're interested in or something that you're feeling kind of skeptical about and think that I'm a total whack job right now, if you want to understand this a little bit deeper, I have linked in the show notes two. there's two uh, articles for you to read. So the Scientific American article, I think it was believe. I think it was titled the hippies were right. <laughs> something like that, that is really scientific language. So if you're science minded, if you understand basic concepts of physics and things like that and want the science piece of it, then read that one. If you want to more so just understand it on a bigger picture and don't really need to know all the little scientific details, then read the other one. I can't remember what that one is called. I think it was a Mind Valley article and that one's a little bit more simplified. So We're not going to dive into the science, but just keep in mind that everything, including you, is vibrating. And I want you to think, what type of feelings come to mind when you think about something vibrating slowly or moving slowly? Low-level vibrations. You probably, like the feelings that kind of come to mind might be sluggish or sad or maybe depressed. And then think about vibrating quickly. Something vibrating quickly, what comes to mind? You might kind of think of energy and excitement and like good things. And, you know, when we're excited and so happy that we can just like burst and kind of a kid jumping around and playing playfully, you know? So when we talk about raising your vibration, we are quite literally talking about vibrating at a higher speed, And I think throughout your life, you might be able to recognize times where you were vibrating at a higher level and had a higher vibration and times that you might be vibrating at a lower level. Good health, wellness, vitality, confidence, vibrancy, all these things are very, very high vibe on the opposite end of the spectrum, fear, deprivation, depression, and the feeling of not having enough or not being enough, that scarcity mindset, those are very low vibe feelings. And what happens when we're only addressing our health and food and body struggles on a physical level, a lot of times the simplest way seems like, okay, just reduce calories, reduce things, reduce this, eat less of this, less of this, start working out more. And that can start bringing in Feelings of fear, deprivation, and scarcity, not having enough, and then not being enough because we're now starting to look at all these fitness inspo people on Instagram, and their body looks so much better than ours, and I've been working really hard. Why don't I look like that yet? All these really low vibe feelings. Are you starting to understand how this is all fitting together? Your vibration is like a radio dial. So imagine you're in a car and you have the little the little round knob and you turn it to the radio. You turn the radio to one station and to another station. You cannot be on two different radio stations at the same time, right? Similarly, you cannot be on two different vibrational levels at the same time. You can either be somewhere up high, somewhere down low, somewhere in between, now, what vibrational level are you choosing to be on? Again, here specifically, we're kind of talking about your relationship with food in your body, but also we look at it in a more holistic way, and it really is involving everything in your entire life. But if you're forcing food choices that you Don't really feel good about. If you're white knuckling your way through life, you're miserable because you're on a diet, you are at a low level vibration. You are not feeling good. If you're fearing foods, remember that fear is a really low vibe feeling. You're lowering your vibration. If you're doing Everything that you're doing in terms of improving your health and your body out of a hatred for your body because you look in the mirror and you feel like you look disgusting and you're like, oh, I just despise this body that I'm living in. You are at a low level vibration. Hate is so low vibe. So do you see how fear cannot be involved in your relationship with food in your body? If it is, you're not in the right vibration to attract what you want. And in fact, even if you do achieve your goal, and this happens quite often, you achieve your goal, you get where you want to go, you forced your way into this new, smaller, better body, quote unquote, (laughs) you're going to be vibrating at a lower level. And this is what I mean by you won't feel the feelings that you think you're going to feel when you get there because you're not on the right vibrational level to feel those high vibe feelings you wanted. Remember, what we actually want is not the body. What we want is the feelings that we think will come from having that body. So you will still have that hatred for your body because you got there in a low vibe way. You'll still have the fear. Now, it may have shifted. The fear sometimes can change faces a little bit. For example, maybe the fear previously was that no one will like you because you're too fat or you feel that you'll never find a husband because of how your body looks. And now it's transformed into a fear that you're not going to be able to keep up your new eating habits because they're so restrictive. And eventually you'll slip back into your old, less desirable body. But either way, it's fear nonetheless. It's on that low vibe feelings. And you're never going to feel those feelings that you really want. And I think sometimes the case is that we never even reach our goals, right? We never get where we want to go. Uh, because the force is just too much. And on the other end of that spectrum, sometimes we get there and we realize that it isn't what we thought it was going to be. (laughs) Grass is greener on the other side type scenario. So the most important piece to take away from this is to understand that if it doesn't feel good on the way there, it will not feel good when you get there. Living, fearing certain foods, living in a state of deprivation, forcing your body into exercise that it does not want to do is not going to get you what you want. If you get there in a really high vibe way and it feels good and easy and in flow and it makes sense, then when you arrive at your destination, it will feel good and easy and in flow and high vibe. But if it doesn't, and it feels like a struggle, and it feels like feels low vibe and bad, and you don't feel good on the way there, when you arrive at the destination, it's going to feel that same way. And another side note, and we'll maybe get into this on another episode if you guys are interested, but... Sometimes once you raise your vibe, you realize you didn't even need to get to the goal weight in the first place to feel really freaking good. But like I said, that's a story for another podcast. (laughs) And we can totally live in our best body and be confident at the same time. Let's not forget that. We can have it all. We don't have to just choose one thing. I don't care if you're a Christian, if you're Jewish, if you're Buddhist, if you're Muslim, just spiritual with no label, doesn't matter. The concepts are all the same. If you pray to God and you're in the belief that He will give you what you're asking for, that is high vibe. If you practice manifestation, you're in the belief that you will get what you want by asking the universe and surrendering and sitting back and waiting for it to come. That's high vibe. If you've ever heard the phrase, your vibe attracts your tribe, which I'm sure you have, that is exactly what I'm talking about here. That is true. But it also, your vibe attracts everything else in your life. So I want you to do a vibe check today. Are you living in the belief that you can be sexy and confident and healthy and vibrant and feel so good and that it can be easy and it can be in flow and it can feel excellent? Or are you living in the belief that it has to be hard, that it feels like deprivation and you have to be miserable in order to get where you want, right? Because whatever you believe is true for you. Whatever you believe is true for you. So if you believe that it can be easy, it can be easy. On the opposite side, if you don't believe that it can be easy, then you're right. Whatever you believe is true for you. Just remember If it doesn't feel good getting there, you won't feel good when you get there either. All right. I know that this was so much to digest and such a big topic. And I tried to only take a piece of it and ch- break down one piece of it and talk about just vibrations because I could talk about health and spirituality and how they're connected for hours and hours and hours. But I think that this needs to be break- broken up into digestible chunks, right? So that we can actually get it. And I love podcasts, but I know sometimes we can get into information absorption mode, me especially. I could listen to podcast after podcast after podcast and never really do anything with that information. And that's not really up-leveling us, right? If you look at the the picture for this podcast, the cover art, it says, up-level your body, your mind, and your soul. And I know you're here because you want to up-level, right? You're my people. We like to grow and up-level and shift and change and evolve. So I give you action steps at the end of every podcast, and I challenge you to not just absorb the information from this podcast, but to actually implement it and practice it and see how it can change your life. So let's get to the action steps for today. Get a piece of paper, and you're going to write down one thing. In terms of your relationship with food and or your relationship with your body, that feels really low vibe to you right now. It feels forced. I'll give you an example. Let's say it's your form of exercise. You freaking hate running, but you've been running because your friend Jessica, it's Jessica again. Freaking Jessica, right? (laughs) But Jessica has this awesome body and she's been running and she swears it's because she's doing the running so you start running whatever it is that feeling that feels low vibe to you in your relationship with food and your body and your overall health write that down so maybe it's running maybe it's a certain weight that you're you're dealing with food, maybe it's whatever it is, doesn't matter, maybe it's meditating and currently meditation feels like such a struggle and such a bore and a yawn fest, but you know that you're supposed to be doing it, be all calm and shit, yada yada and spiritual, uh, and you're just not into it. (laughs) Write something down that right now to you feels low vibe. Now, think of a way that you could get that same exact result but in a higher vibe way to you. And this is going to be totally different for everyone because everyone has different preferences. What this means is that you're going to take something that you're not enjoying currently and you're going to shift it to something that you enjoy. If you enjoy it, it's high vibe. No doubt about that. Doesn't matter what it is. So maybe you exchange the running for dancing in your kitchen while you're getting ready, while you're getting dinner ready. Or maybe you exchange running for walking. You do like walking and listening to music or podcasts or whatever. The action doesn't matter, but the feeling does. You are raising your vibrations and you're going to feel so much better by choosing something that actually feels good and that you don't have an excessive amount of resistance to. So maybe you change that meditation, you turn your seated meditation into walking meditation. And when you do go on your daily walks, instead of bringing your podcast with you, you decide that that's going to be the time that you, and having your headphones in, that's going to be the time that you kind of tune out the world and you walk, but at the same time, you're letting your brain kind of clear out and doing what you would be doing seated meditation wise while you're walking that's totally fine, right? There's no right way to do this stuff. And in fact, anybody who tells you that there's like one specific right way to do something, I would not trust them right away (laughs) because we all are so different as human beings. And there's a right answer for all of us. And my right answer might not be the same right answer for you. So you're going to replace one health habit that feels like a burden to you and replace it with one that's more high vibe and more fun for you. This is your action step. If you do this, I want you to write it down on a piece of paper, write down what your old low vibe action step was, action was, and then what you've replaced it with. And I want to see these. So tag me on Instagram. My handle is bright light Chels. I'll put it in the show notes so you can see it. If you've been implementing these action steps, I really want to see it. That'd be so fun to me. I want to see how you guys are enjoying this podcast and what you think. And the last thing I do want to tell you, as I mentioned before, this is a brand new podcast and I do need your help spreading the word, especially if you're enjoying this or you get any kind of value out of it. I would love it if you could either share your action steps on your social media, like we just talked about, or a screenshot of the podcast as you're listening or leave a rating and review. I appreciate it so, so much. It means the world to me. And that's how we're going to get this podcast into the hands of more people that need it. And as always, I even just appreciate you being here and listening and spending this time with me. I really look forward to seeing those action steps on Instagram and I will talk to you soon. We're going to wrap it up here until then, until next time, I hope you stay vibrant, my homies. Bye.